welcome to Sojourn of Light. This podcast is truly a virtual sanctuary that transcends space and time in order to find that balance between what's cosmic and what's earthbound. And here we're talking about topics from entrepreneurism to creativity, spirituality to community building, all in the name of our sovereignty. Here, this is truly a space where you are welcome exactly as you are. Bring your questions, your comments over to me on YouTube, and always subscribe so that you get the updates when I drop new episodes, which I'll be planning to do every Friday with these Venusian energies and invite you to continue to share your stories in the way that you are. If you're ready, let's journey. I don't know about y'all, but these days I spend a lot of time with myself and it's interesting because I feel like I have the most (laughs) exciting um, dynamic life or I'm in an exciting dynamic period in my life because of the quality of my relationship with myself. So it goes without saying this episode as we continue this journey on diving into relationships and all the different forms that they take and me speaking from first person experience about my relationship with these relationships and today I feel really called to dedicate this recording session this this sanctuary time to the relationship with myself Whew, yeah it's um I am curious you know like how many of y'all out there are also spending buku time with yourself you know it just seems like it's also a collective space that we're in and it's interesting because I've been on this journey for most of this like pandemic time you know like since 2020 I feel like I've just been on this deep purge detox cleansing of my life from an emotional spiritual um, mental and then obviously physical standpoint and it wasn't something that was intentionally planned you know but we're riding the wave, you know, and um, I went from having the most packed schedule, like literally being in multiple places at once. Like I had the kind of schedule prior to 2020 where it was like every hour there was something from And I tried not to be, you know, up super early because that wouldn't have been authentic to me. But at the same time, you know, when you're doing when your work is in community, you got to be at community meetings and neighborhood associations and, um, you know, sometimes late after school hours, you know, like it's just a schedule on demand. And often I would schedule myself in such a way to where I would be literally six o'clock hour, for example, there's a networking mixer, there's a conference call, 
and maybe there's something else and I'm I'm somehow in all three places um at the same time you know like or so it seems because I made a point to make myself known that I was there you know a lot of it was supporting other people's things or being at conversations to actually do the grassroots work you know um in my way which was very heavily um invested in relationships and community and that's how I got my information that's how I distributed resources that's how um I got clients or opportunities or you know found out about things to pass along it it was how I organized you know um so what was interesting is because is that that it it hadn't been apparent to me how many people I was energetically supporting um, until the onset of 2020. And then as the years have unfolded up until even this year. And I think that what's interesting is because I'm recording this um, in February 2023, what's interesting about this time that I'm noticing is that a lot of us are in our quote-unquote selfish season, you know? Like, it's just now starting to become trendy um, for feminine energy to, you know, have some sass to her or some, like, bad bitch energy to her or, like, just be um, real and sometimes a little bit rude and not always trying to be nice you know like I think nice is dead for a lot of the female energy where literally with so much energy focused in Aries we're in this warrior goddess phase where in order to give birth to the new earth we got to be a little raunchy and rude about it you know um it's part of the birthing process wherever whatever phase we're in collectively um and on an individual level, for me, that has looked like for me to, you know, uncover that aspect of myself and to recognize my worth, my value, um, that equating to the value of my time, my energy, my at- uh, attention has to come with intention. And I don't know, part of me feels like I could say I haven't had a choice because I feel like God, my ancestors, my guides in the way that our relationship is set up as part of their protection. They're showing me, you know, truths about my camp and the people around me, um, about the relationships that I'm supporting and and checking myself around um, the illusion that, you know, I'm in a mutually beneficial, flowing, symbiotic situation when actually I might be trauma-bonded to this person or I'm over here in a narcissist empath dynamic with this person or I'm perpetuating my mommy issues or daddy issues or, you know what I mean? Like, it really has taken a lot of maturity and a lot of accountability on the part of myself in order for me to step back over the past few years from a lot of relationships that I was given a lot of time and energy into because 
number one, I just didn't have the capacity that I normally did, you know, like my ability to be in multiple places at one time or even a desire to have a packed schedule and, you know, call in work life and life work <clears throat> and pull in 60 to 80 hour weeks because of it, you know, my relationships suffering because of it, my health suffering because of it, um, did it really have to cost me that much, you know? Um, and, and, and what really was I doing it for? What was I in the rat race for? What was I on this hamster wheel for? And did it have to cost me that much? Um, did it have to cost me my life, my livelihood, my sanity, um, my peace, you know, my health, you know? And always the answer is going to be no, <laughs> at least for me, because I had to get to a place where I was like, actually, let me go check in. Like I've been at all these other meetings, but maybe I haven't really been having the kind of strategic planning meetings with myself that I've been having with everyone else. And that's a problem. And, you know, so as much as I talk about this shift away from the kind of relationships that were actually more harmful than helpful, you know, and, and, and I would say to an extent, right? Because everything has duality. And even in the kind of relationships that I wouldn't find myself in now that I found myself in then, it was helpful because it, it contributed to my evolution, right? Um, we can learn by pleasure or pain. We can learn that the stove is hot by touching it or by reading the instructions or following the advice of the person who knows that it is or just understanding that it takes heat to, to make food, right? Like we can learn through pleasure or pain. It, the choice is ours. And because of the stories I had been telling myself since childhood about my worth, about you know what I deserved, um, the kind of relationships that I was attracting, you know, all of it was because of stories that I had on auto repeat and was projecting out into the world around me. And so even as I was finding myself in the same patterns or same kinds of dynamics with people where I felt like I was giving more than I was receiving or, you know, getting that, that reciprocity, it just wasn't there in a lot of my dynamics. Um, on an intimate romantic level um and certainly in friendships familiar relationships all of those um and so eventually you know you get you when when what I think it means to be woke um is not this sort of you know trendy cool like yeah I got a few you know friends that are other dynamic like racial ethnicity than me or I know how to talk about white fragility or be an anti being an anti-racist and I'm well read and all these things blah 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 I think the real wokeness is being awake enough to challenge and push yourself to be the best possible version of yourself that you could be doing the best possible thing to honor your soul to honor your mission to honor who you are which is really just the mission is just being you and utilizing what's within you 
to bring your version of heaven to earth. And I think that it is both that simple and that complex. What I often find myself wondering is would I have done anything differently? Like, sure, some of the past lessons that got me to this place of really considering myself to be my best friend have been painful. But would I have listened? Would I... Would I have learned the lesson, there's no way to know, you know? And so I think also time with self naturally compels you to understand and, and perhaps even redefine what truth is. Because for me, I think well, truth and I would also say peace. So truth, meaning what is my truth versus am I playing out someone else's truth? You know, um, I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, heard the phrase about somebody living vicariously through me. And the problem with people living vicariously through you is that eventually you went out of room, um, including for yourself and, you know, that baggage gets a little heavy, that luggage gets a little heavy. And so the goal should never be to live vicariously through someone or to have people live vicariously through you as much as as it should be to be empowered to take those risks and to walk the journey that's authentic to you and be fully awakened to the truth of who you are. And I don't think that we can necessarily do that if we're always constantly surrounded by people. And for me, like, that's the difference between being in this sort of guru era and finding the guru within you. Because if you're so focused, if a guru is so compelled to have followers and to always have people around them and to constantly be projecting their message to others and trying to spread their influence and, you know, have people carry out the vision how they see fit. I think we're still perpetuating this illusion that we all don't have an individual connection to the divine, to the universe, to the planet, to ourselves, our higher self, to God, whatever you want to call it, Allah, you know, whatever whatever it is for you but the point being that at least in my own journey over the past few years and deepening this relationship with myself I have found pleasure in silence you know like almost orgasmic even in some moments because I can clearly hear the whispers of my intuition and, you know, really process and make decisions more slowly to not feel rushed, to not feel like I'm literally moving through life at 100 miles per hour. There's this spaciousness, there's this slowness, there's this stillness that I have found that I think will stay with me regardless of 
you know, I'm again in situations where I'm living with people or in relationship with people and I, I'm not, I'm no longer because <laughs> it hasn't been easy, but I'm no longer trying to project when that phase will be or trying to like call that into my reality right now. Like I've also had some really weird, not so coincidental things happen with my former dating profiles when I was trying to put myself out there and call in some, you know, like dating vibes, dating energy. And at different points on my journey over the past few years, even as I've been celibate, I've allowed myself to enjoy the company of other people because I don't believe the celibacy has to mean isolation. Um, I think that I find myself in solitude because it's enjoyable for me. And what's funny is that um, there was always something that felt just not completely like a full fit. We know, you know, when I was organizing the way that I was prior to 2020, um, which was a lot of boots on the ground, you know, being present for people, sitting on porches, sitting at kitchen tables, you know, showing up to people's events, like really putting myself out there and like go, like going, going, going. What's interesting is even as I was doing that on a soul level, which is like, I'm like, why did it take everything falling apart for me to hear myself say this? But it's ha- it happens how it happens, right? Um, I would I would literally crave to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> like, I would, I you know, people always commented about how it was hard to get me on the phone, you know, and I returned certain phone calls at, you know, my own sort of pace and time, but like, I hated being on the phone. Um, I really, you know, like, even though I had a good amount of followers back when I was on social media, I really didn't like being on social media because it felt really invasive. And I just felt like my energy, my energy and my attention was being pulled in a way that was really distracting, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I would always look forward to the time when I could find silence. And back then I had so little of it that, you know, it was always the thing that I was yearning for more of on the soul level. And so I guess in some ways, you know, looking back on it, you could say I manifested this period of my life because my soul was really asking for some solitude, some quiet, some peace, you know, and like this also has had a cost, you know, because of the fact that I've been traveling for the past, you know, 18 months, well over a year, year almost a year and a half, two years, um, there's only certain kinds of work that I can do, right? Like I can't do the kind of work that requires you to show up in person. Like it very much is, you know, you got to find creative ways to support yourself. And sometimes it's going to be paid work. Sometimes it might be, you know, doing programmatic work and getting grants or, um, you know, selling merch, you know, like really digging into how to sustain the solitude and like really learning new ways to, to, to of what it means to be independent, but also to be self-reliant, you know. Um, and that was a challenge that I put myself up against and it, it definitely cost me, you know, 
um, at one point in there because of how things just unfolded. Like, I've been homeless, you know, literally. Like, didn't know where I was sleeping that night, you know. And recognizing that what got me to that place was a series of choices and decisions to embark on more of a spiritual journey and to continue to travel and also, you know, do what I needed to do for myself, my healing, my sanity. And all of that pointed to go ahead and make this transition, you know, go ahead and and sublet the place, the house, you know, give up the garden, give up the things, get rid of the stuff, sell the car, um, renew the passport, you know, just go, just move, you know. And so, yeah, that came with a cost just as much because I lost the conveniences and the comforts and the consistencies of having one stable place to be. Um, And I was able to sustain myself through my work, through my services, my offerings, being an artist in residence and doing, you know, projects and also spending some of that time in sabbatical and um, participating in programmatic work through House of Soleil and Ade Project. Like it, it was a really, it's been a really colorful ride. Um, and I've seen a lot. And I recognize that the, the desire, the the continuous yearning for solitude um, allowed me to grow up and mature emotionally in ways that I wouldn't have been able to do had I stayed in the same place and did what was comfortable and safe. Um, And I thank God, you know, for the kindness of strangers in this period of solitude that I've been in because one of the things that I recognize too is that everything is balance you know like yeah I don't ever want to be in codependent relationships again as long as I live um because I've learned that lesson and I've learned what isn't healthy around placing my worth my happiness my value on another person and um, external validation, how dangerous that is, um, and how it leads to making some really um, silly, as I say, decisions. And so as I've been finding my way back to the middle, I've had to go to the other extreme and be extremely, extremely independent to re- relearn, reteach myself, you know, what's important um, when I have nothing who am I um when I have no one who am I uh what does it mean to have no one right like what and and the difference between being alone and being lonely I haven't been lonely on this journey you know um I feel like I've been more lonely being surround completely surrounded by people and having no support not being seen um, valued, appreciated, like that shit is lonely, but being alone, no, that's abundant. That's abundant. Um, and so through all of this, you know, I think that of course my soul called in the lesson of, okay, you don't want to be bothered. Cool. You want to be left alone. All right. Um, 
of course, how things happened. They just happened how they happened. But in this time, I think that it has definitely taught me the importance of knowing myself and really understanding what that means, you know. Um, And if y'all have spent any amount of time here, you know that literally, for me, everything is spiritual. And not like in a woo-woo way, but just like, you know, the spiritual is connected to the physical, which is connected to the mental and the emotional. So I'm going to bring that up because we're we're about the evolution of it all if you're here so yeah I think the spiritual aspect of why things happen to teach us how to know ourselves is to remind us and it you know it just really comes back around to sovereignty um which which was a big piece um in all of this and in this journey as well in this evolution of my work as well the way that I was organizing has shifted um to where I'm more in like a creative space now you know like being a content creator as opposed to being an organizer and a herder of people and you know I it's a whole other podcast for me to talk about some of the things that I learned about myself and about community work um in my organ in my you know high organizing days but I guess what I'll say for now is you can't change people that don't want to be changed. You can't help people that don't want to be helped. Um, And you can't rush anybody's spiritual evolution process. And in order to combat the, the giants that have kept us all divided such as homophobia, homophobia, racism, um, ableism, um, ageism, you know, any of the isms that we've been fighting as their own separate battles are all really just part of one long civil rights war that we've been fighting over and over and over with new names in different places, but all with the same purpose and goal, I believe, which is separating us from our sovereignty, our divinity, because we have the inherent right to govern ourselves, just as we all have a right to life, life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, life, or life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> Same thing. And within that, you know, whether you are in the United States or not, as you listen to this, maybe in your country or where you live, there's there uh, uh, your own set of doctrine around the independence and the rights of the people. So I couldn't continue organizing in the way that I was because I could not be a part of the victimization of my people 
who have always been sovereign, who have always been divine, who whose history does not start at slavery, whose history starts long before. And in order to understand that, then we understand some of the origins and the purposes of slavery. And, you know, so we have to zoom out and much further up, in my opinion. But I couldn't have gotten there. I couldn't have evolved my work if I hadn't been willing to take the time that I needed to evolve for myself and to reestablish this relationship with myself because my soul could feel that there was a piece missing in the way that I was doing the work and, and the why for doing the work and the who with, you know. And again, people's ideologies people's journeys, people's walks are going to look different than yours. All we can do sometimes is just give a nod of acknowledgement as we walk along our path while somebody else is walking along theirs. And maybe our paths intersect and maybe they don't, you know, and for however long. But if you have the foundation and the stability within yourself to know who you are to know what you stand for to know your values your morals your ethics nothing can ever shake you because that is truly the true wealth you know financial capital is just one means of capital and I think that the more we can have these kinds of conversations in organizing space I think that we can actually get a lot further because what I was seeing and witnessing was a lot of finger pointing and, and blaming the person that who is least like you for the ills and the ails of you and your people which to an extent maybe that's the first place you get to but i think that there's a further evolution that we can get to that we are not a victimized people because of the harms of patriarchy or white supremacy or oppression for anybody that has been impacted by it and honestly it's all of us that have been impacted by it that we are not the sum of our weaknesses we actually have great strength but it takes us remembering that we are sovereign and we are sacred and that everything that we experience is just a reflection of our divine journey. But again, do you, do you know yourself? Or do you just know the projection or the representative for yourself that other people have told you about? Because for a while there, I was mistaking my authentic self for my representative. And I had to let that bitch go. So what you're getting now is the most raw, authentic version of me that I can muster because there is nothing else left. Everything else has been stripped away. And 
after everything that we've been through and all of the work that we've been doing and all the ways that we've been paying attention and listening and tuning in to help ourselves heal or to maybe recognize that we don't want to pass on the shit that we learned from our parents or didn't learn from our parents or grandparents or your bloodline, like whatever. But there's a reason that you're here, not just here with me. What is it for you? When you get quiet and when you get still, what are the things that your mind goes to? What are some fond memories that always bring a smile to your face and how can you create more of that in your life? How can you reclaim some of your time if you feel like you're giving it all away to others and there's none left for you? How can you challenge yourself to remember what it all what's it all for? Only you can answer those questions. And the beautiful thing is, it's not a graded quiz. And there's no wrong answers. But I know March is right around the corner. And that means the spring equinox is right around the corner. Which means that the season of new beginnings and new life, new opportunity is right around the corner. And so maybe you haven't spent the past three years doing a deep dive on yourself and doing some painful house cleaning. Maybe You've got three weeks to do that work before the change of a season. So maybe you just start with one thing, one area of gratitude or appreciation for yourself, or maybe an area that you'd like to change. And maybe you won't be a crazy mofo like me and take yourself to some of the most extreme places that you could and be fasting and traveling and celibate (laughs) and completely redesigning and reworking your business. No, I'm just crazy enough to be doing all those things simultaneously because that's how my life is set up. But maybe for you, it will look different and that's okay. I'm just sharing my story, my journey, my experience because honestly, these are some of the kinds of conversations I wish that I could have been having with peers and like-minded people a long time ago. It could have saved me a lot of heartache and pain. And I don't know. Maybe I had to get out of social media culture in order to find this peace and this level of rawness with myself because there are no lies told. There's never been any fakeness with me, but certainly I'm not 
trying to look and see how many likes or how many follows I'm getting this platform this this candor like to me this is the most authentic way that I can connect with the kind of community that sees what's on the horizon and is compelled to take small actions toward being the best version of yourself possible and also I'll just do a little plug mention if you haven't read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz I cannot cannot recommend it enough it's one of the books that I read as I was starting to have my first layer of a spiritual awakening um, and it helped me to recognize the difference between the, illus- the illusion and reality and to separate the two um, reality says that I'm sovereign that I always have a choice and that there should be no consequence to my free will as long as I'm not causing harm to others. But the illusion would have me believe that there are very limited options and the only right option is the one that's been decided for me. So, yeah. And one of the four agreements is always do your best. Always do your best. So maybe that's your affirmation for the next month, for the next few weeks, or the next day, however you choose. But hopefully something I've said in here will illuminate for you where your opportunity lies in this relationship with yourself. Because let me tell you, it is the longest long-term relationship you've got. It is the most consistent relationship you've got. It is the most private, most intimate relationship you've got. It's the most sacred relationship you've got. And it's the only one that will have been with you when you came onto this planet and when you leave this planet. So if that doesn't give you enough reasons to honor your relationship with yourself, I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) except for maybe tune in to the next episode. I'll see you next time. You have been listening to Sojourn of Light, and my name is Cortina Janelle. It has been an honor and a privilege to have hosted and facilitated this time together here in the sanctuary once again. If you're so called, you can check out the description box for more details on any things that I might have discussed or that I might want to expand on and send you more links and resources about. And you're always welcome to make a one-time or reoccurring donation, tithe, or sponsorship, whichever journey suits your tea, at oshana.org backslash donate dash tithe or you can just visit oshana.org and look for that donate button somewhere at the top all donations to house of soleil and ade project through oshana church of spiritual activism are tax deductible as we are a 501c3 nonprofit faith community thank you for your time thank you for your attention 
Thank you for your divine being, and I'll see you next time.